0: Welcome to the Business Ethics Lab podcast. Join us as we talk and share tools for next generation's business leaders on how to get business ethics right. We will discuss different business ethics issues, interview business leaders, and straight talk on how to approach ethics issues in the workplace. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Bass, and each week we feature University of Nebraska-Omaha College of Business Administration Scholars Academy students. Time to start our Business Ethics Lab. In today's episode, we'll talk about corporate social responsibility. Christina, Riley, and Katie will talk us through what it takes to be a socially responsible organization.
1: Welcome, everyone, and thank you for joining in on today's podcast. I'm Riley Lyon, a third-year student at the University of Nebraska at Omaha, studying finance, accounting, and management. Here with me, I have Christina Becker and Katie Neville. Hi,
2: I'm Katie Neville. I'm currently studying business and entrepreneurship at UNO and a part of the UNO CBA Scholars Academy. It's my pleasure to be speaking with you today.
3: And I'm Christina Becker. I am also a third year student at the University of Nebraska at Omaha, and I am studying marketing, management, and Spanish.
1: How often do you think about how much of an impact your company has on the community? Do they allow paid volunteer time, host, or participate in community events? What about their efforts towards environmental stewardship? Corporate social responsibility is something that has become a hot topic for companies to recognize and for consumers to evaluate in recent years. Per an article from Harvard Business Review by Stephen Meyer and Leah Kassar, over 90% of the largest companies in the world produced a corporate social responsibility annual report in 2015, increasing over 60% in 10 years. According to Globescan, just under half of consumers want to buy from companies that source responsibly and have values that mimic their own. Almost 70% of worldwide consumers are willing to spend a little extra on products that come from sustainable companies, according to an infographic made by Cassandra Bennett from Your Cause on July 18, 2017. It's time we all start thinking about what our companies are doing to have a positive impact on the world around us. What have they done for your community? What have they done for your environment? Not only should we be thinking about what the company is doing to show how they have strong CSR, but we need to watch what we're doing as consumers. Are we supporting strong CSR or are we supporting poor CSR? Are we doing enough research on the companies we consume from to know their CSR impacts? Are we willing to stop buying products from companies that don't line up with our values and morals? Are we going to be like the 70% of consumers who pay a little bit more to benefit from something greater than our consumption desires? It's time to start changing our consumer decision making, just like companies are starting to change their business processes in order to better develop and support CSR. When we first learn about business, we learn that profits are the key to success. But what is often not taught in your finance and accounting courses is that this concept is changing. It's not just about money anymore, and we need to develop a new business strategy to reflect the changes in our society. This is something that businesses are finally catching on to. Klaus Schwab has a great way of explaining how we do this. Profitability, growth, and safeguards against existential risk are crucial to strengthening a company's long-term prospects. But if these three factors constitute a company's hard power... Firms also need soft power, public trust, and acceptance, won by fulfilling a company's social responsibility. We are here today to shine light on the importance of CSR and specific ways that has taken effect on the world we live in today.
2: In today's podcast, we will focus primarily on the four types of corporate social responsibility, these being economic, legal, ethical, and philanthropic. You may be wondering, what economic responsibilities can an individual business have? For the answer, we look to the book, Managing Business Ethics, written by Linda Trevino and Catherine Nelson. The book describes economic responsibilities as, quote, it's the business's primary function of producing goods or services that consumers need and want while making an acceptable profit, end quote. So really, as long as the business is functioning and making a profit, they're being economically responsible. As for legal responsibilities, the definition may seem a little more clear. A business is considered legally responsible if what happens on an everyday basis is in accordance with all the laws. In some cases, this can also mean that the business complies with industry standards. A simple example of a legal responsibility would be a business paying their taxes, where the lines often become blurred is with ethical responsibilities. Just because a business is practicing legally doesn't mean they're ethical. A good example of a business being ethically responsible is if they're being honest in all of their transactions. According to Tom Asker, a well-known business author, oftentimes good ethics within a business can be accomplished through promoting honesty. This is a really simple concept when you break it down. If everyone were to be honest, would an ethical issue ever arise? No, I don't think it would. And for this purpose... If a business is promoting honesty and training on honesty, they have done a great deal to be ethically responsible. The last key topic that we would like to discuss is the philanthropic responsibilities of a business. To the eyes of the public, a business is fulfilling its philanthropic responsibilities if it's giving back to the community. This can be shown through monetary donations, physical donations, volunteering, or even sometimes services. A specific example of philanthropy may be in a fabric store, where they are donating older fabric to churches to make quilts. According to Trevino and Nelson, earlier cited authors, we generally view philanthropy as voluntary, which is a really interesting point. Does this mean that the public's view of the company stays the same, whether they are philanthropic or not? And if it does, why would businesses have any motivation to be philanthropic whatsoever? For larger businesses, the motivation may be the transparency given through the annual reports.
3: Let's see how this actually works and appears in the real world. We all know and love Amazon. In today's day and age, we probably couldn't live without it. With the ease of online shopping and having the product at your doorstep the very next day, Amazon brings a lot of ease to our daily lives. Being a global business leader, Amazon has the opportunity and also the responsibility to be a role model to companies when it comes to exhibiting corporate social responsibility. Amazon has recently been facing a call to action from its employees. About 3,541 Amazon employees have written and published an open letter to Jeff Bezos and other leaders to release a company-wide climate change plan meeting their stated terms. These terms included clarifications of existing initiatives and also complete changes to its current strategy. These employees called for a complete end to the use of fossil fuels. The workers wanted any sustainable goals to be consistent with the IPCC's climate change report, with emissions being cut in half by 2030 and reduced to zero by 2050. They also want Amazon to push for environmentally friendly political policies and more. This letter said that Amazon did not meet these goals and has failed to set a schedule and time plan to reach its environmental goals. Amazon currently has sustainable goals, and on their website, they state to be committed to and invested in sustainability because it's a win-win all around. It's good for business, the planet, our consumers, and our communities. They have five sustainable goals they are working towards and have listed what they are currently doing. Amazon employees stated that although they are working on reducing some emissions, there are no plans for reducing overall emissions to zero. They also called out that Amazon has donated to 68 members of Congress who have consistently voted against climate change legislation. It is clear that the younger generation that is taking over the workforce has a passion for sustainability and fighting for our planet through business. They seek employment from and push their current employers to be
2: socially responsible and be committed to a greater good. Now that we have talked about Amazon and their current position on the sustainability aspect of CSR, let's hear from Dave Nielsen. Mr. Nielsen is the current assistant dean here at UNO CBA. He is here to tell us about his take
1: on CSR within education. What is your background and how has it made you a good leader at CBA regarding corporate social responsibility?
4: I uh, have spent pretty much my entire career at CBA. I started as a graduate student and never left. This is like home to me, and I care for it like it is my home. When we do things, I want to make sure we're doing the things that are wise in the way we're spending our money and making sure it's sustainable. I just treat it like home.
2: So do you think corporate social responsibility is important for CBA, and why or why not?
4: I think it's very critical. You guys are in Mammal Hall. Memo Hall was fully funded from outside sources. There are no state dollars that went to build this building and in fact we're doing an addition which is also fully funded from the outside. So let's just take it from that angle right now. We have a lot of people who care about the College of Business and UNO and they fund these endeavors. If we did not take care of the building, the facilities, and have the programs that attract students. They would see that, and we have to be good stewards of their money. When they come into the building, that's why we try to make sure little things like lights are fixed, tears, and carpet are replaced, um, all those upkeep items. The other thing is we were funded by tuition dollars and state money. We've got to be good stewards of that money. And that's one of the things, again, I'll go back to what I said. When we do things here, if it's not right, we hold vendors accountable. They've got to get it right. They've got to get it fixed. And just like you would if you're a house and somebody did something in your house and it wasn't right.
1: So how has the College of Business specifically shown the different types of corporate social responsibility such as philanthropic, ethical, legal, and economic?
4: I think we take good care of the place. Mm -hmm. So that's a good thing. I think LEED was a good thing. One of the things we did do with LEED was... If you're not familiar with it, it's a point system. There are things where you could, some people called it buying points, and we stayed away from that. We just didn't do things that would get us another point. Um, we tried to do things that, like LED lights, that makes sense, you know. Um, will do those things, making sure that the waste from the project got recycled rather than in a landfill. So all of those things we've tried to do to make sure that we're doing sustainable things. The other thing we did was um, we also did things where we didn't get points. If you know the story of our air here, we have ultraviolet filters on the air handlers in the Mamma Hall, and at the time, LEED stopped giving points for that. But this was a $27 million construction budget, and we have three, three air handlers, and it was cost of about $3,000 per air handler. So why would we not do mm-hmm. that? To improve the air quality. And then the other thing we've done is you can look out to the west, and in the new addition, we will have geothermal for the heating and cooling. We are still trying to make sure we're doing things that will can help sustain this building.
2: So, how do you communicate your corporate social responsibility strategies with the students, staff, and faculty members?
4: With the students, I think when we do tours and things, they get it there. I think. Some of the faculty depending on where you're at. So we even have some courses that are dedicated to this. We've actually, for our MBA program, there's an, an area track. attract. So those things, I think we hit the students fairly well. And I would say faculty may differ on opinions on it. Again though, if we can do something that's going to save money and make things better for the environment, it, it's an easy decision. Um, that's a, the right business decision. And we you know, we try to put things around the building. I mean, when you come in the building, you see our LEED certification. We will, with the geothermals, talk more about that once the building's open online. line.
1: So why do you think corporate social responsibility is important within education?
4: I will say because if we are preaching it, if we are teaching it, and we don't do it, we look like hypocrites. You can't fool people. Uh, you're going to know that if we weren't doing recycling or if we weren't doing these things, that, you know, why should we do it? You're teaching it to us, but you guys aren't doing it. And a lot of that credit goes to Dean Pohl, because without Dean Pohl, this would not have been a lead building. But he was the one that really said, if we talk about it in our classroom and we, we talk to our partners, but we don't do it, we
2: collect it. Do you believe that students and employees are drawn more towards socially responsible companies and why or why not?
4: I think it's a mixed bag. I think there are some people that do look for that, and it is important. It's almost like politics. There's there's the left and the right. But I do think if it comes down to a deciding factor, I would say the majority of, of people will lean towards an organization that is more socially responsible.
1: Well, that's all we had for you today. Thank you for your insight. In today's podcast, we covered the four types of corporate social responsibility, including economic, legal, ethical, and philanthropic. We also looked at Amazon and their current position in sustainability and analyzed the situation. Finally, we spoke to leadership within UNO CBA to see the educational view of CSR and what action our school is taking to increase their positive impact. Awareness of the different types of CSR and its impacts on the world is useful information for everyone, whether it changes where you shop, where you work, or even who you do business with. This
2: was Christina, Riley, and Katie with your 13-minute facts on corporate social responsibility.
0: Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and give us a rating and review and subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts.